This is DZF's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Tiffany. In July, through an episode of Maestro Filipino, as well as two programs of our Lingono Musikang Pilipino series, Hain, we were very pleased to introduce an Akpil music project on DZFE. This unprecedented undertaking, spearheaded by Dr. Sandy Inigo Chua, involves research, republication, and recording of the complete known output of Julio Nakpil, a figure of no little interest. Besides pianist and composer, he was a general in the revolutionary government of the late 19th century. This week's episode gives us a glimpse into Volume 3 of the four volumes of music connected to the Nakpil project. The first two volumes, containing piano music, are already released and available on various digital platforms including Spotify and YouTube. The release of Volume 3, targeted for National Heroes Day, has alas been foiled by the ECQ. However, it will be released soon. That volume contains the vocal and chamber music of Julio Nakpil, which include two notable pieces we will hear excerpts of. One is Pagibig, written for Gregoria de Jesus, revolutionary and widow of Andres Bonifacio. And we'll begin with a sneak peek, of the Hymno Nacional, the Marangal Nadalit ng Katagalugan, commissioned by Bonifacio and regarded as our first national anthem. My conversation with Dr. Inigo Chua and a selection from the forthcoming third volume of the Nakpil Project follows. Mabuhay, Tiffany. Actually, volume three would be vocal and chamber works. Nakpil wrote like two, actually three, but two would be chamber for oboe, violin, cello, and piano. That would be a rearrangement no, of his Luz Poetica de la Aurora or the Poetic Light of Dawn, or sometimes it's translated as Dawn of Enlightenment, as well as his piano work Dance Campestre or Country Dance. So he arranged it for violin and piano. And the other chamber work would be the two pianos of the Luz Poetica de la Aurora. So he had two chamber works and he has five vocal works. Of course, the most famous would be the Barangal Nadalit ng Katagalugan, which was said to be the first national anthem, conceived national anthem, which was commissioned by Andres Bonifacio. So it was written in 1896 when he joined the Katipunan, which was already not a secret society because the revolution broke out already. So Nakpil joined already as a revolutionary government and not as a secret society. Quite interesting as well is his Amor Patrio. It was his first vocal work, The Amor Patrio or Love of Country, was written in 1893 for José Rizal with a text called From Nole Metangere, specifically the Awit Maria Clara. So it is a famous text in, in Spanish. He wrote Amor Patrio while Rizal was being detained in the Pitan. So that was in 1893. And I figured during the research that he joined the Liga Filipina during this time. He was well-read. He read the Noli Metangere and was really an avid supporter and admirer of Jose Rizal. It is from here that I think the beginning of his awakening to nationalism started when he wrote Amor Patria. It's a romance, but it's in the form of a condiman. Mm-hmm. 
his work no he started composing in salon music social dances so he was writing in polka habanera but towards his vocal works as well as his chamber works especially his band and orchestral works you see already this filipino sensibility and nationalism in his music so you see this transition no from this transcultural music he is now able to express himself to express his ideas his feelings as a filipino the earliest the amor patria was 1893 but the rest are already composed in 1896 in 1897 the kabanatuan which was composed for the death of antonio luna was composed in 1899 and pahimakas which he dedicated to jose rizal no after the execution of our national hero he wrote it in 1897 so you see that he was moving already away like titles previously in his first volume and second volume were almost all in spanish except for kundiman lulay that he was already exploring local forms but here in the vocal works as well as the band and orchestra which was his later composition you see already his the titles of his work already in tagalog in filipino so you'll see for example ahimakas which is last farewell kabanatuan which was for antonio luna and you have biak na bato balintawak what's quite interesting in this works is that he wrote four funeral marches and i haven't seen any other filipino composers who have written as much funeral marches as mm-hmm. mcpeel so his first funeral march was a band work sueño eterno which is eternal dream which was dedicated to his father and it was written quite early in 1891 so i think this band work his father was a band player he was a flute player and a band musician so i think he dedicated this to his father and this was his first attempt to express his grief his sadness his loneliness so that was quite early in 1891 And his next funeral march would be Pahimakas for Jose Rizal. Uh, Jose Rizal was executed in December 30 of 1896, and he wrote this march of 1897. And quite interesting is that during this modern period, no, this is a period of modernity, of globalization, of commercialization. He even used the printing of this Pahimakas, his piano music sheet. And sold it to support the revolution. 
remember it was in 97. So it's very interesting that all the sales of this Pahimakas music sheet actually went in support of the revolution. And you see the picture of Jose Rizal in the music sheet of Pahimakas. So it was really very powerful. And at the end of this Pahimakas, he quotes the Kondiman. It was the Kondiman that was very famous during his time. And it mm. is also the basis of his Kondiman piano work because he has a Kondiman, which was a piano work in volume two. And here, he quoted the favorite of Jose Rizal. So this has been written that Rizal no, was really enthralled by the Kondiman and loved the Kondiman, but nobody knew what was the Kondiman of that time. And you see that this was the Kondiman that was circulating, wherein Julio Nakpil made a piano work out of it and quoted it in his Pahimakas. And the third funeral march that he wrote was in 1899, Kabanatuan, No, after the gruesome death of Antonio Luna under the hands, of course, of the our government under Emilio Aguinaldo. And this becomes really a powerful, it's a band work, it becomes a very powerful lament no, to the death of this revolutionary soldier and hero. And then the last was, as I've told, the Deus Omnipotens, um, God have mercy. It's sort of like trying to make sense of all what was happening during that time because it was written in 1943 during the Japanese war at the height of the Japanese war and the death of his beloved wife, Gregoria Desu. So these are actually what will consist of the volume four. Most of the band and orchestral works will be included in volume four and that is most the four, Marcha Funebre. In volume three, other vocal works of Napil would be Pag-ibig, which is a habanera. So remember, it was 1897. So you're still fighting no? during the time of the revolution. And Andres Bonifacio passed away already. And then Gregoria de Jesus was able to locate, Nakpil was able to accommodate and welcome um, Gregoria de Jesus to Pasig Pantayanin, which was the seat of the mm-hmm. government during that time. And it was also during that time that Julio Nakpil actually became the Supremo of the Katipunan after the death of Andres Bonifacio. He was signing papers that he was already the Supremo. So he took in Gregoria de Jesus during this time in 1897, and they fell in love. So this is one music that he wrote during this time that was more or less not related to the revolution, but related to <laughs> his expression of, of love for Gregoria de Jesus. No? Take my love... No? So it's sort of like trying to take on the responsibility of Andres Bonifacio and taking on Gregoria de Jesus. No? And eventually mm. they were married, December 10, I think, 1899. So after one and a half years. And they had eight children, were in six, grew into adulthood. And the family, the Bahay Nakpil no? Foundation, has been very supportive of this project.
considering that, you know, it was quite a literary period. He was surrounded by literary people. Kundiman, for instance, were quite important to him. Why do you think he wrote only five songs? Oh, okay, that's a very good question. Actually, I don't think he would consider himself really a writer. In his five songs, the Marangal na Dalit ng Katagalugan, it's questionable if he really wrote the text to it. And there are some insinuations that it was Andres Bonifacio who wrote the text oh. and was the one who, mm-hmm. who did the music. Second was in his Il Remento, Remembering. It was called From a Spanish Poem by Rivas that was translated into Italian and he set it into music. And then the third is Hymno. The hymn mm-hmm. was dedicated to a nun. It's a choral work dedicated to a nun who really valued education. So Nakpil was, was not able to go to school. So he only had two years of formal schooling, like I think eight, ten, then he was pulled out. So he was basically mm-hmm. an autodidact, although he wanted to read. So I think that becomes a problem for him that he was not as expressive in terms of words. The text of Amor Patrio was taken from Jose Rizal's. So if you would look at it, it's only in Pag-ibig that he really wrote the text for it. So I don't think he would be a very good writer in a way, looking into the five works that he had for this. So he was not really a literary writer for that, but mainly a composer and actually expressed the text as well in his music. I mean, we're used to thinking of Filipino musicians as very... Text-driven, I guess, very word-responsive because we're very poetic people. So it's also quite interesting to hear that Nakpil was primarily a man who expressed himself in terms of musical, musical ideas. If you look at the way he responded to musical forms, there was a way in which he adapted them to suit his creative and expressive purposes. He said for the first two volumes that Dr. Raul Sunico is sitting on the editorial panel, but this is not the case for the performers in Volumes 3 and 4. So what were the discussions like when you were talking about the music? Did they bring any particular uh, insights into the interpretations? Yes, especially Ding Dong was very much amazed with the harmonic nuances because it's very unusual. It's not the usual thing that you would see. So as I've told you, he would start with a diminished with a median, you know, with unresolved diminished seven chords, consecutive diminished seven chord, and even the modulations. Ding Dong was, oh, what are these? <laughs> no, it becomes very difficult to perform. Actually, we had to re-record even the oboe. We had to re-record the violin because it becomes very difficult to perform, especially the dancing campestre. Because it is virtuosic or simply because perhaps there are certain things that Nakpil does that are unexpected? For one, it's unexpected. In a way, it's virtuosic, but it's not as playable as the others. So it becomes the lips are very difficult. Mm. So in the same way you were saying that the piano music is not pianistic, his violin music is not violinistic. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not violinistic. So in, if that would be the case, yeah, so it becomes very difficult. If I would be comparing, because I would have some works of the 19th century by Ignacio Mazaguer. Mm-hmm. Ignacio Mazaguer, who was um, a young you know, Spanish composer who actually lived in Manila, who migrated here at the age of 19, 20, and did business here, composed music here. And I would compare his work. No, 
it's very different. The creative output of Nakpil is very different. So mm-hmm. here you see transcultural music where in Filipino sensibility and Filipino creativity coming in. Not just mimicry, it's really Filipino creativity based on his response no, to the okay. period of that particular time. In a way, his lack of formal training freed him to express himself in ways that perhaps might have been hampered if he had known more of the traditional, you know, the formalities of Western music. Yes, because when you listen to it, it sounds beautiful. It sounds very Filipino for me. But when you start playing it and you start analyzing it, that is where you see the differences, the particular imaginative expression of creativity in music that is very nakpil alone. It is only 10 measures long, but demonstrates Julio Nakpil's expressive gift. The text in Italian, a translation of what was originally a Spanish poem, reads, She cries, and every one of her tears is a poem of infinite sweetness. Nakpil's Il Ramento, or The Remembrance, dating to 1891, and here performed by soprano Jasmine Salvo and pianist Heliodoro or Ding Dong Fiel. Earlier, Salvo and Fiel were joined by oboist Mariangeli Nicolás in the romanza The Amor Patrio for José Rizal. We'll close with the violin chamber work mentioned by Dr. Inigo Chua, The Danze Campestre, with all its mischief for the violinist. In this recording, it is Christian Tan. Ding Dong Fiel is again the pianist. Thank you. 
Polinak Pien's own transcription of the 1891 original for piano, that was a danse campestre, a habanera para concierto, exuding bucolic charm. The piano piece was dedicated to Rizal's friend, Austrian scholar and professor Ferdinand Blumentritt. Violinist Christian Tan performed with pianist Ding Dong Fiel. In four volumes of music, the Nakpil project tracks the composer's fascinating development from a salon pianist with transcultural roots to a revolutionary composer whose music reflects the seismic shifts of the turn of the century and the nationalistic sentiments of his homeland. We look forward to the public release of Volume 3, whose music is previewed on this episode of Maestro Filipino, and to our feature of the final volume, containing band and orchestral music, set to happen in October. Meanwhile, do seek out the first two volumes if you haven't already. They are available on Spotify and YouTube. And find out more about Dr. Sandy Inigo Chua, an historical musicologist connected to the University of Santo Tomas Conservatory of Music, and her work on the Nakpil Project at nakpilproject.com. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday, 4 in the afternoon, the following Wednesday at 2 in the early morning, and lastly, the next Thursday at noon. The shows are subsequently made available online on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels, so please subscribe. I'm Tiffany. Thanks for listening.